We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am so happy to have Laura Petherbridge on, and she is an international speaker, author, and life coach. She has been featured in Focus on the Family, the Billy Graham Training Center, Family Life, I Believe, Crosswalk, Lifeway, Today's Christian Woman, and Mom Life Today. Her publications include The Smart Stepmom, 101 Tips for the Smart Stepmom, and Quiet Moments for the Stepmom Soul. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I live north of Atlanta, Georgia. My husband and I have been married for 36 years. And so in step family years, that's like, it's kind of like dog years, you know, we're at seven years. So step family years, that's about 500 years. (laughs) Because step families are definitely more complicated. And so he has two sons from his first marriage. They are now grown as adults and we have two grandchildren. So that's a little bit about me. I have to say your book is wonderful. Your 101 tips for the smart stepmom. Great tips. And it opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I believe step parents go through. So please tell us about how you came about writing your 101 tips for the smart stepmom. Yes. Well, uh, Ron Deal and I had written the first book, The Smart Stepmom. And then my publisher wanted something a little bit that was more quicker, that people could read a little bit faster pace and a little bit quicker. And so we came up with the idea of doing a Q&A book where women who didn't have time to really sit down and read, you know, several chapters back to back, but they needed help. So it, it was a little bit way to get some, a tool into their hands that wouldn't require as much time. That sounds great. Moms are busy. We all know moms Absolutely. and dads, parents are busy. On tip 19, you address how children cope with loss. Could you explain that, please? Yes. Many people don't realize that divorce is a death. It's a death for everyone. Even if the parent is not sad that the marriage ended, it is still a death. And it's a death for the children also. It is the death of the vow, the death of the dreams, and the death of what should have been. So the children, along with the adults, are grieving whether they recognize it or not. Sometimes they don't think they're grieving, and often a parent doesn't want to believe their child is grieving, especially if it was a very complicated marriage or a difficult home with a lot of tension. They automatically just think, well, my child is better off. And that's possible. They may be better off, but that doesn't mean they aren't grieving. They're grieving what they wish had occurred. That's a good point. They're probably grieving the good times they've lost as well. Absolutely. And children grieve totally differently than adults do. And at different stages of their life, they grieve differently. A small child during their parents' divorce is going to act and think and process this totally differently 
than an eight-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old is going to. And so just because they experience their parents' divorce as a young child does not mean it won't have residual effects later on in their life. And that is where we often see this in the step family when the step family starts having tension. What can you do for a young child when you see that they're starting to grieve and they're in the new family and they're not connecting maybe with the step parent? Well, the first thing is a step parent has to be very, very careful not to try to step into a parenting role. It is by far the number one mistake that step parents make. And often they make it because their spouse is requesting that they do that. The spouse wants the new wife, the new husband to be the child's new parent. Even if the child still has another parent in the other home, there's this psychological and this desire, well, my new spouse will be a better parent for this child. And again, that could be or it might not be. But the child does not see it through that lens. And so what occurs is if a step parent comes in and starts taking over and starts becoming a parent right away, this is even if the parent has died, it is a very, very poor decision because the child is going to feel fiercely loyal to their biological parent. They do not have the bond with a step parent, even if they like the step parent. If the step parent comes in and all of a sudden starts setting rules and boundaries and guidelines that were not there before she came on the scene, that is going to create an instant rejection of the, in particular, the stepmom. A stepmom's role really is to come alongside her husband. It is not her job to become a parent. And this is very hard for couples to embrace. In particular, if the child is not doing well, either emotionally, physically, in school, you know, they think, okay, I'll get remarried and then this person can come in and take over and be what my kid needs. But that is not what the child needs. The child wants their biological parent. They don't want a stranger. They don't want a new person. For them, this remarriage is more loss. I used to have my parent to myself 24-7, and now I have to share my parent with this new partner, this new wife, this new husband. So they see this as, I've got less of my parent. So if the stepmom comes in and comes alongside, dad and just becomes his partner in the home but he needs to remain the disciplinarian the rule setter the boundary setter if she comes in and sees he's not parenting well and she tries to take over doing that it it will cause rejection so yes a friend maybe like an aunt or like a, a neighbor or a grandparent where yes, you're there with, with some authority because you're an adult, but you're not the authority. And there's where things get sticky. And wouldn't you say this also can apply to children who are adopted? If you have a husband and, and he's a widower and he marries and his wife, 
you know, they decide she wants to adopt the child to be the legal mother. It depends on the ages of the children, on how the mother died. Was it a long drawn out cancer or did she get killed in an automobile accident? It depends on how much therapy the children have gotten, because I have lots of clients that I coach where the mom has died. And the kids absolutely refuse to let this stepmom into their life. Wow. And so it really, truly depends on the circumstances and how well dad has parented after the mom died. See, many dads kind of like they go to work, they bury it, and the kids aren't coping emotionally. And then he brings in a new woman thinking, oh, she can be a mom to my kids. And the kids have their like fangs out, like, don't you dare try to replace my mother. So again, there's so many factors. Now it is true. If the children are small and mom dies, they often will embrace a stepmother as a real quote unquote, real parent. But that really takes time and work. And it depends on how their age and when they get older is when they may start to grieve the death of their biological mother. And so the stepmom may need to deal with letting go of the dream that she would always be that figure in their lives. See how many emotions are involved here? It's amazing. There's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle and it depends on the the framework of the puzzle, what pieces fit in together and what pieces don't. Yeah, this- I often say that becoming a stepmom taught me more about how to live and love like Jesus than any other experience in my life because it was consistently sacrificial. It was never about me. It's always about the kids. It's about my husband. It's about their needs because they're children. And so I had to learn how to heal the things in my own heart that were broken, the resentments that were starting to form because I didn't get a normal marriage, (laughs) a normal home, you know, with kids coming and going one week at our house, one week at their mother's house. And so it it really taught me how to humble myself and sacrifice because it's, it's not about me. Right. It's always about the children, always about the children. Please tell us the various ways parents and children experience grief. How can parents help their children? Yes, that's a great question. It's a great need. Number one, the step parent and the parent have to admit that the child is grieving. See, children don't come out and say, I'm grieving. They react by anger or temper tantrums or becoming sullen or throwing things or spewing hate or, you know, their their behavior is the only way they know, even if they're four or five, six years old, the step parent will view this as the child being a brat. Like this child is just a brat and has never had any discipline or boundaries. When in reality, it typically is the child's grief over the death of their biological family, because all step families are birthed on loss. Either a death or a divorce had to have occurred in order for the step family to form. 
So the parent and the step parent would be wiser to get the child in a setting where they can learn to process their grief. I love Divorce Care for Kids, Christian-based program where kids can grow and learn. There are some Celebrate Recovery programs for youth and teens where they can process some of that grief. But whatever is in your church or in your community, that is the wisest thing they can do is get their child help for the grief rather than automatically putting them on medication. That is often what's recommended. I'm not against medication. I'm just saying before you put the child on medication, make sure you treat the root of the problem. Absolutely. And here in South Florida, we have four kids and they have part of that agency. It's an adoption center, but part of the agency is called EPIC, E-P-I-C. And they deal with all kinds of trauma for children. And they have wonderful resources. They have a free two-day online class you can take to learn how to deal with your child if there's been a traumatic experience. And we'll have the links to the show notes to your book, how they can get your book, and also how they can get in touch with Epic. Thank you for being on the show today. Such a great book. You know, I appreciate your hard work and your continuing efforts to help parents, uh, step-parents, love on their children. Thank you for having me. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.